This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. David Teal, our friend from the Richmond Times, he was in town. It was cool to see. Uh, I thought you were there for a hockey game, uh, but it was cool to see you at PNC Arena. I'm glad we saw each other. Uh, what is your, What was your takeaway uh, from that game, from the Wolfpack's, what, 16-point win over the Cavaliers? Well, two-pronged, Adam. First of all, Happy New Year. It was to you, too. see you on, on Saturday as, as well. Sorry I didn't stick around for the pucks. <laughs> but uh, first of all, NC State, as, as you mentioned, played superbly, and it, it, especially on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Tony Bennett, who we know is a connoisseur of defense, singled out Jaden Taylor and yep. said that he is one of the best on-the-ball defenders he has seen on tape all season, which is high praise coming from Virginia's coach. Yep. And they made things very difficult for Isaac McNeely on the perimeter. I know he finished with 18 points, but a lot of them came late long after the issue mm-hmm. had, had been decided. And the pack didn't get flustered by Virginia's pack, the pack line defense. And they, they found good shots, knocked them down. DJ Burns was really good passing out of yep. post track and uh, just a complete performance. David Teal is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. It seems like every year Kevin Keats has reshaping a roster, right? Uh, now there are some holdovers, but for the most part, uh, there it's a entirely new team. I do think though that this team is closer to what his roots are. When he got to NC State from UNC Wilmington, it was uh, there was a lot of. Uh, this might sound like a negative. I don't mean it to be. It's there's a, There was a lot of sameness. A lot of players that looked alike. A lot of players in the 6'4 to 6'7 range, athletic. They can't not only play good half-court defense, they should be able to play good full-court defense and maybe help their offense out a little bit. Agreed. They, they've got some you know athleticism on the perimeter, but Adam, they've got some size in the post now. It's not just D.J. Burr. Right. You know, Middlebrooks gives them gives them another uh, post player, and Diara uh, they they can come at you in in different ways on the interior, and I think that really helps them defensively as well. Although, granted, DJ Burns is not your defensive stone. <laughs> uh, he's so entertaining. Uh, he is very oh, nimble. Oh. He's a shot maker. He didn't have to score because NC State obviously got great performances uh, from elsewhere, and I think State I think has enough uh, enough shooting to be dangerous. Do they? Before I ask you about Virginia, does NC State look like an NCAA tournament team to you? To, to the to the eye, yes, and I I think eventually the metrics will be will be kind to them, and the teams they lost to. Are, are doing quite well. That helps. Yeah. And, you know, but by the end of the year, you know, they're in that, they're in that mid range right now on the net, but the net's very fluid this time of year. Uh, if they perform well in conference, 
which I tend to believe they will above 500, then I think they'll be in the bracket. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens on Wednesday against Carolina. Yeah, it should. I mean, it should be an absolute blast. I think it's an eight o'clock game at PNC Arena. And the thing about it is that State's defense and Carolina went to Clemson and won with defense too. Uh, Might be the best defensive performance I have seen from a North Carolina team uh, under Hubert Davis. I thought their defense was suffocating. Uh, and it's it's tough to out-tough Clemson because that's basically their calling card. But I uh, I appreciated uh, what the Tar Heels did. What is, what is going on? Because I really uh, – I was under the impression that Virginia was – I mean, not well, obviously not a vintage Tony Bennett team, but with Beekman and Dunn, I really thought that this team had something. Uh, is their problem simply uh, everything away from John Paul Jones Arena? Thus far, Adam, it is, you know, four losses all by at least 16 points and not that any of those got away late. I mean, they were lopsided for most of the second half, each of those four. And the one that was most jarring was at Notre Dame. Right. No, Notre Dame gave Duke and NC State tough runs. Notre Dame lost at home to the Citadel. Notre Dame lost at home to Western Carolina. That's just a game you can't lose by 20-plus points, but yet that's what the Cavaliers did. And what Tony Bennett has described is an immaturity in which this team, when the shots aren't falling, they allow that to affect their willingness to defend. And as we all know, that is a non-starter with Coach Bennett. Willingness willingness to defend is supposed to travel. That's supposed to be consistent. There will be nights when you shoot it poorly. That's just the nature of the beast. But defense needs to be consistent, and thus far it has not. Yeah, that is a bad combination for the University of Virginia. David Teal from the Richmond Times joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Let me ask you about tonight. Uh, do you think the folks in Tallahassee will be paying attention tonight? <laughs> to to their, to what they hope is their fellow Big Ten compatriots? Ah, yes. From, 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 from <laughs> Michigan and Washington playing for a national <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I, feel, I feel terrible for those players. I don't really feel bad for the administrators because – uh, I've, I view them as a bunch of blowhards, but um, yeah. I do feel that the players earned a spot in the playoff, and uh, I, I felt anybody that assigned any importance to the Orange Bowl after that uh, had an agenda, an absolute agenda. There's nothing you can draw from it. Those players should, frankly, um, I would have advised Florida State to bow out entirely from the game. They they didn't owe anybody anything, did they? Hey, didn't Carolina say no thanks to the NIT one year? To uh, last year, yeah. So the the Orange Bowl was essentially FSU's NIT. Okay, you're you're not taking us for the playoff. Then what do we? We went thirteen and zero. If that doesn't matter, why should this matter? 
through us. And I wouldn't have blamed them at all. You know, coaches aren't going to go for that because they want those extra practices. Sure. They want those young people to get those reps. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. But you're, you're right. Florida State absolutely did deserve to be in the playoff. Don't give me this stuff about Jordan Travis's injury (laughs) and such. With a number three quarterback or a number two quarterback against Florida in the regular season finale, the Knolls were more impressive than Alabama was against Auburn. Alabama needed an absolute gold-plated prayer to beat a meh Auburn team. And you somehow reward, and I know they turned around and beat Georgia in the SEC title game, but the SEC wasn't the SEC nope. this year. And FSU still beat Louisville by two scores with a number three quarterback who wasn't even going to play in the CFP. And yet, you know, we, we, it's, it's absolute sacrilege to think that we could have a playoff without. The mighty Southeastern Conference. <laughs> and that was the problem. They lobbied better. Wouldn't, isn't that part of it, that their lobbying effort was better than the ACC's, which was basically non-existent? Adam, I'm not sure I'd buy that. Narrative. Okay. Simply because, and, and maybe I'm naive, I cannot imagine that the folks on that committee are so insecure in their own opinions, in their own observations of the sport that they are charged to manage, that they are somehow influenced by what Greg Sankey says on game day or what any of us other media dopes are saying or writing. To me, it's irrelevant. But but the national narrative wasn't just about Sankey, I guess, but... The national narrative was, I mean, how can you have a college football playoff in a four-team era that doesn't involve the SEC champion, especially as great, and I use air quotes there, as Alabama had been playing, uh, when, frankly, and I I talked about this all year, were they playing well? Yeah. But what you have done, like the resume that you put out there, should matter. And Florida State's resume was better because it had zero in the loss column, not to mention two wins over the SEC, right? That's the big thing. FSU defended Jaden Daniels better than Alabama did. But it doesn't matter because Jordan Travis, who was like 11th in the Heisman Trophy balloting or whatever, uh, they morphed him into like the greatest quarterback we've ever seen, as though Florida State couldn't win a game, uh, had no chance to compete without their quarterback. Uh, But that's... uh, that's neither here nor there. Let me ask you one quick thing about Florida State and their pursuit of freedom. Um, Florida State fans feel like they have the smoking gun 
that the ACC withheld information about the television contract and about the renewal, uh, and they should be that the only uh, penalty is the exit fee. What do we know about where this legal fight is headed? I think we know precious little other than, and, and, and I don't even know this, but I, I, I think to, to me it's self-evident, and I don't think this is hyperbole. The future of the conference is on the line here. Mm-hmm. I think this is a legal hill the ACC is willing to die on, and therefore I think this will be protracted mm-hmm. and perhaps unpleasant for both parties. Yeah, they the ACC cannot settle. They cannot negotiate a buyout for Florida State because that just opens the door. Not unless that buyout involves hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, I would think that number would have to be pretty close to a B before yeah. uh, before you can agree to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the Florida State's lawyers in their filing estimated if, if held to the letter of the law with exit fees and the grant of rights, that they were looking at nearly $600 million. Oh, I think that's a low ball. It might, it, it might be. Yeah, it's a, it's a low ball based on where they uh, expect to land. Uh, if they expected to land in the SEC or the Big Ten, uh, then we're talking about whatever times 10, uh, you know, 80 million times 10 plus the exit fee. Uh, the number is closer to, again, closer to a billion than it is to a half a billion. Uh, but I just don't think the ACC can afford to settle. I think you're right. This has to be to the mat. And um, if they have the stomach to do that and they want to have a hostile member, then they have a hostile member. But that's, I think, where it's uh, – unless, of course, and I said this to Florida State fans, uh, unless you all are right, in which case this will be pretty simple, it won't, it won't tie us up very long at all. ACC is wrong. The whole conference is going to dissolve because uh, we're going to have rats uh, exiting the ship. Well, if the rats have places to go. <laughs> oh, there's Wait, that, um, David. <laughs> so, sorry to be the fly in that ointment, right. but I'm still not convinced of, of it. I'm with you. Uh, I think North Carolina, Virginia, Duke, Florida State maybe, Clemson maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I actually think the, the three most attractive options are the first three I mentioned. Could be. So, they, I, I think the SEC and the Big Ten have plenty of work to do in assimilating to their incoming members now. <laughs> that difficult for me to think that they are eager to accept even more. I agree with you. Uh, at by David Teal on Twitter. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. Who do you got tonight, Michigan or Washington? I like the Huskies. I'm all on board with Michael Panic. Me too. Me too. I'm with you. All right. Uh, hopefully we're both right. Uh, I appreciate your time, sir. I'll talk to you, and I'll probably see you soon. Hope so, Adam. Be well. You got it. David Teal here on the Adam Gold Show. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? 
The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.